This is the message from Connection Community Church for this Sunday, May 26, 2013, given by Disciple Member Mike Osman. Bloom Pruning. Well, good morning, Connection. How are you doing this morning? Welcome to the unofficial beginning of summer. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day that you've given to us. We will rejoice and be glad in it. We thank you, Lord, that we can gather in your name and uh, be changed by the power of your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, uh, as you know, we've been talking over the last few weeks about the topic of bloom. And uh, we've had three talks so far. The first week, we discussed uh, the parable of the sower. And in that parable, the sower was God, the seeds were the Word of God, and the soil was us. And there are different types of soils that the seed was planted into, different results from that planting taking place in our lives. It is God's intent, it is God's desire for all of us to be good soil, and He has in has, has created us to be good soil, to receive the seed of the Word of God and to grow and to bloom. Um, the week after that, we talked about nurturing that plant or our lives from the God seeds that have been sown, how to nurture it, how to water uh, those plants within us, the God seeds, and how to, how to feed and, and to grow strong in uh, the Lord. And then last week, we talked about more sowing. Uh, and, and being a generous and cheerful giver in our time, in our efforts, and in our giving. Uh, sowing more seed. That's what being fruitful is about. Uh, a plant that grows and becomes fruitful out of that one seed. There are many fruits that come from that plant and then uh, many more seeds. And so God wants this whole process to happen in and through our lives. Um, as uh, we were told a, a few moments ago, the pastors are away um, and so they asked me to step in today to uh, share this talk on, in this whole process of sowing seeds and growing and blooming. They asked me to give the talk on pruning. And uh, so I'm like, thanks a lot. <laughs> Get me to do your dirty work while you're way down in Texas. <laughs> but um, pruning is a part of the growing process. It's a part of the being fruitful process. And uh, so uh, I'm honored to have a chance to share the words of God. Yeah, if, if the Bible says it, I'm, I'm good with saying it. And if, if the Lord taught it, I'm good with teaching it. And uh, so today we'll look at this topic of pruning. And where we're going to look in the scriptures is the Gospel of John, chapter 15, and verses 1 through 8 is a section of scripture that is often known as the parable of the vine. Jesus is the one speaking here in this part of the Bible. And so we'll hear and see the words of Jesus uh, up on the screen, and we're going to discuss uh, those words today. So let's begin in verses 1 and 2 of John 15. And the scripture says, uh, Jesus is speaking here, that I am the true vine. My father is the vine dresser. Every branch, uh, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. 
And Jesus was always very clear about who he was. And here he says that I am the true vine. And, and what Jesus is clarifying here is that there are other vines in the world. And in the time that Jesus was on the earth and, and today, there are other vines, other systems of belief, uh, people who have said, I'm the one you should follow. Follow me. Follow this belief system. But Jesus made it very clear. He said, I'm the true vine. And um, in another verse, uh, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So Jesus was clarifying the vine in this parable, that he was the true vine. And that God the Father was the vine dresser. The vine dresser, the one who does the pruning in the garden of God, the one who, who will do the shaping up. We'll talk about that, uh, taking away uh, the things that are diseased and, and bad. Uh, that, the vine dresser is God the Father, and, and we are the branches. Okay, and, and that we're a part of this vine of truth, this vine of Jesus. And, and it's on the branches that the fruit of God will come. And um, some of us are a little fruitier than others. Um, I would fit that category. Um, but God wants us to be fruitful in, in godly ways and in kingdom ways. And that's part of the pruning processes for that. So what is pruning? What is pruning? Pruning defined uh, for today is to cut off or to cut back parts that are unwanted or diseased for better shape or for more fruitfulness. So in the sense of today's talk, God will prune us because he wants to shape us up. Do you ever have a parent or a coach or a teacher say shape up? God is saying shape up. But he's not just saying that, he's going to help us shape up. And where there's diseased branches in our life, God wants to prune them so that disease doesn't spread, so that we're free from that. And this is the work of God. Now, anyone who knows a little bit about pruning, if you've had a garden, you know, a rose bush, or maybe you've got an apple tree, or some of you are real ambitious and do corn and uh, other bigger gardens, or some of you may be farmers. Uh, you know that the process of pruning, uh, sometimes all you need to do is just a little nip here, a little nip there, right? There are different tools for pruning depending on the need. And sometimes, like if I'm cutting the grass, a lot of times I'll just keep my little pruning clippers in my pocket. They're quick and easy. I go by a bush and I'm like, yeah, that's not right. I need to shape that and just clip it off, throw it down and run over it and it's, it's gone. <laughs> I wish all of life's problems were like that. Unfortunately, sometimes that's how I might deal with life's problems. Clip, slip, chomp. And that may not be the way to go. But uh, that, that's a, a little small clip. Then there's a, maybe a bigger branch or something, something that needs pruning that's a little larger. And you get out those, the, you know, do you have the pair of those two-handed clippers? And a long handle, and you need a little bit more, a little more leverage. You've got to get in on that and, and cut that thing out. And then the pruning job I like the most is when I've got to go into the garage and get out the chainsaw. You know, and, and that thing's all revved up, and you might have a, a really big diseased branch 
or part of whatever it is that needs pruning in your garden. And, I mean, it's a big job, and you've got to get out there, and you've got to lop that thing off. You know, so there are different tools for the pruning process. Well, today we're going to talk about the Word of God and, and how that tool is used in our lives to prune us to be more fruitful. So today what I want you to do is think of yourself as a fruit-bearing plant. Whatever fruit that is. You, you decide what plant you want to be. Um, you know, you might be a rose bush even, you know, a flowering plant, you know, that kind of a, a beautiful bush. Um, but think of yourselves in terms of being a fruit-bearing plant. And um, one of the things for each one of us is that some of our branches are good and fruitful, but some are not. If you think about the branches in your life, some of those branches are not. And these are the parts of our lives that God, the vine dresser, wants to prune. There are thoughts and our attitudes, our actions, sometimes our lack of action that God wants to prune out of our lives. And so the question is this, how does God prune these bad branches, or what the Bible calls sins, in our lives. How does he prune them? Sin is a Bible word. It was used in the Old Testament. The prophets of old used it. Jesus used it. The disciples, the apostles used this word. And what it represents are those diseased parts of our lives, those things that will rot away at our life. And, and not only can they rot away at our lives, but depending on the the intensity of that rotting in our branches, it can affect lives around us and spread that disease. And, and God wants, wants to deal with those things. He wants to take those things away. And, and so how does he prune these things from our lives? In uh, John chapter 15, verse 3, Jesus continues, and I want us to read this together out loud. Say this with me. You are already clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. What does that mean? You are already clean by the word I've spoken to you. That is, Jesus is saying the word, the word of God. He is the living word of God. The word of God from old, the Old Testament. The people that he was speaking to didn't have the New Testament yet. They had the Old Testament. They had the law. The commandments. They had the books of the of the what we call the Old Testament or the front two thirds of the Bible, right? And and he said, You are already clean by the words I have spoken to you. The word of God is the tool that God, the main tool that God wants to use to cleanse us from these bad branches. And sometimes we have bad branches that we're not even aware of, things that aren't right in our lives, that are diseased. These things are known as sins of ignorance. And it's like, how can you not know, right? Except I know that you cannot know because as I've spent time in God's Word through the years, all of a sudden I've realized this attitude is really off the mark. This action of mine, this habit, what was I thinking? but I didn't realize it until I got into God's Word. And in Romans chapter 7, verse 7, the Scripture says this, What shall we say then? Is the law sin? Certainly not. 
on the contrary, I would not have known sin except through the law. For I would not have known covetousness unless the law said you shall not covet. There are, there are things that only God's Word can reveal to us. The world won't reveal to us these things. Our own striving doesn't help us to understand who we are in the sight of God. But God's Word will reveal these things to us. And, and it's important for us to be in God's Word so that they can be revealed. And not only does God's Word reveal our sins or these bad branches, but it teaches us godly doctrine. It reproves us, it corrects us, and instructs us on how to live a godly life. Well, let's read this together in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. Say this with me. All Scripture is given by God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Uh, women, you're included in that. Children, teens especially. <laughs> We're all included in this. All Scripture is given by God. And it's given, it says here, uh, for, for doctrine. And, and what is doctrine? Doctrine is basically the rules of the road that we live by. You know, out on the road, if you're, you're headed down the road and just cruising along at 45... And then you see the sign that says 35. All of a sudden, you, you see a rule that says, well, I better back off. It, it's, uh, it says uh, when to go, when to stop, when to yield, who has the right of way. These are rules of the road that help us to be safe on the road, help us to experience, have a good experience on the road. Well, doctrine is that set of rules, that guidelines that God gives to us to live life so that we live it to its fullest, so that we live it in a fruitful way. And it's really, that's, it's, you know, the book of life, the Bible. It's our guideline. And so uh, all scripture, scripture is good for doctrine, and it's for reproof. Now, reproof, what is reproof? If I'm going 45 down the road and the sign says 35, and I don't happen to notice you know, a mile down the road from now, and I get a, a reproof in the form of a $75 piece of paper, <laughs> right? That's kind of a reproof. And in the, in the topic that we're talking about today, God's Word will, will tell you when you're going a little too fast, slow down. It'll tell you when your attitude is a little too harsh, ease up. Be more gracious. Be more kind. It'll tell you if you have hatred in your heart. It'll tell you if you're gossiping. You know? See, there is such a vast difference between what God's Word tells us is acceptable and what today's society tells us is acceptable. Self over others Greed over generosity. Immoral relationships over purity. Death over life. 
just a few of the examples of the differences between God's way and the world's way. See, God wants us to be biblically correct, not politically correct. There is a difference that is vast. And the Word of God is what will reveal to us where maybe we have been diseased by the world. See, being in the world, we can be infected by the things of the world. We can take on attitudes and belief systems that just aren't biblically correct. And we need God's Word to help us with those things. See, these are the things that God wants to prune from our lives so we can be fruitful in the kingdom of God. Now, I love to read the Word of God. It is full of faith, faith stories. It's full of healing. It's full of salvation, inspiration, and hope, deliverance. It's just just got so much good in it, a lot of good feeling in it. But that's not all of the Word of God. That's just a part of the Word of God. And the whole truth is found in His Word. And Jesus asked this question of each of us from His Word. In Luke chapter 6, verse 46, He says, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things I say? Now, there's a page I might like to tear out of the Scriptures. When I turn to that page... That's not the fluffing stuff on that page. That's that's God's Word. And Jesus says in John 14, verse 15, If you love me, keep my commandments. Wow. Do we have to talk about this? (laughs) If you're like me, uh, and in the sense that we all are humans, we're all human and we have our, our weaknesses, then we're the same in this respect. There are times, sometimes more than others, when we don't want someone to tell us what to do, how to do it, or when to do it. I'm going to do it the way I want to do it. I'm going to live my life my way. This is my life. And You know, that's a challenge at times when we're dealing with people. But really, even if it's Christ himself, the Lord telling us to do it a certain way, and yet I know that in my life, not not ready for that. I'm not going to do that. I'm just not doing it. Myself, my ego, my pride... Don't we all have that part of us that at times we're challenged to do what we're told to do? Any of you parents? Any of you have parents? (laughs) You know, we see that in life, right? It's said in many different ways, but um, God, God tells us to do things for our benefit. Don't you, have you ever said, you know, oh, this hurts me more than it hurts you? Or if I didn't love you, you know, or have you heard that said, right? And that's because God loves us. He wants us to be fruitful. 
And here's another thing that we have in common with this, this struggle within us to do what God says to do, is that all of us need God's help to do what God has asked us to do. None of us can do it by ourselves, and Jesus understands that. And that's why in verses 4 and 5 of John 15, he continues on and he says, Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I am him and I in him bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. Well, wait a minute. I'm a college graduate. I have a degree. I build things with my hands. I'm an engineer. I raise the family. I pay the bills. I bust my butt. There's a lot of things I can do. A lot of things I have done. But if it's not something that's connected to the vine, if it doesn't bring glory to God, if it's of our own effort and of our own strength without God's direction and leading in our lives, all of these things are useless in the kingdom of God. Again, think of yourself as a fruit-bearing plant. What if you were the, an apple tree? And, uh, you, you know, you see this on apple trees, or I have a lot through the years. You know, the tree is in bloom, and the apples come, and they're ripe, and they're ready for picking, and most of them are really good, and good to be used and eaten used in the apple pie, but there's this one gnarly branch, and the apple's off of that thing, man, you're like, you've seen those apples. I'm not even sure how the bees would eat them when they fall to the ground. I mean, they're just useless apples. It's still an apple, still something was produced, but useless for what it was meant to be used for. That is our self-efforts. That is our own doings, if it's not connected to the vine. We can do nothing. And God understands that. But it is of eternal importance that we stay connected to God by studying the scriptures and asking him to help us apply them in our lives. This is what God's pruning is all about. And this is, this is what will cause us to be fruitful in the kingdom of God. God prunes us because he loves us. He prunes us because he loves us. And he wants us to be fruitful in the kingdom of God. If, however, we refuse God's pruning, the results can be disastrous. You know, sometimes we just, nah, I'm not going to deal with that. And we think it's going to go away. Jesus understood our propensity to just stuff things. And he addressed that in verse 6. Of chapter 15. He says, If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered, and they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. Jesus really didn't pull a whole lot of punches, did he? God forbid that this verse would ever apply to any one of us in a day of reckoning. Will we embrace God's pruning? Because if we do, then God will be glorified. 
And in verses 7 and 8, the last two verses of this parable of the vine, Jesus says, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. Today, God wants us to bear fruit. He wants to take away the, the bad branches in our lives, the things that are keeping us back, the things that are diseased. And at different places we are in this whole process. Some are, are new plants. Others have been planted many years ago, and we're, we're all growing. And at times we go through, you know, I have some very healthy plants at home, but they, they had to be pruned along the way to take away some diseased branches. This is our life. Where are you? You know the obvious needs, the obvious bad branches in your life. But there are others maybe you're not aware of. So today, we want to ask God, we want to embrace God's pruning and ask God to cleanse us, to prune us, so we can be useful for him in the kingdom of God and fruitful in the kingdom of God. Today, wherever you are, you can pray in your seats. You can come to the front, to the platform, and you can pray up here. There are people in the back corner who will be willing to pray with you. If you'd like prayer, someone will be there to pray with you. So why don't we just bow our heads and our hearts today and just ask the Lord to bless this time. Father, we come to you, Lord, and we, we thank you that you love us enough to prune us. You do not want the disease of this world or the conformity to this world, sin to overtake us and to destroy our fruitfulness in our lives. Father, we ask today that you would forgive us for our sins. Cut away the bad branches that are in our lives. Cleanse us from every unrighteousness, Lord. Father, we thank you that you've given us your word and we embrace your word. We rely on your word this day. We ask, Father, that by your word you, you would continue that work of pruning in our lives so that we may be fruitful. And so we yield ourselves to you in this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at www.connectioncc.org. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life that he offers. Thank you.